0: How's your week? Been? How's you been? Or how have your several weeks been since we've spoken? Has it been several weeks? God. I don't know when did we record last. We did the in-person episode, didn't we? Is that the last yeah,
1: one? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hello everybody. Today is a little different. Uh, this was originally recorded. Well, this was originally supposed to be a pitch and swing series, um, but it was an ill fated uh, recording. I'm not going to point fingers. It was um, definitely my fault. Okay, yeah. Uh, definitely was VJ's fault. But, uh, you know, VJ still took the time to read it. So we're like, you know what? Let's just make this into an impromptu review. We decided this about 15 minutes before we started recording. So we'll that's, see how this goes. And that's being generous. Yeah, quite generous. Um, so what we're looking at today is called Poison Dragon, The Legend of Asura. Now, first things first, this is not technically a manga because it is a manhwa, uh, more like a, a Korean webcomic. So it has like that, you know, what do you call those? Like infinite? Like if it was like an infinite scrolling app, this would be like perfect because you just keep scrolling down <laughs> and like reading shit. So I guess uh, we can start there. VJ, um, have you? Is this your first manhwa, or have you read others?
0: Uh, I think I've dabbled in manhwas before. Uh, but the only one I can remember that's th- of this format is Noblesse. Ooh, Noblesse, a class. I think you introduced me to that. Perhaps. Like back in Perhaps. high school. Yep. You yep. know,
1: better times. Um. So. <laughs> So for for this one, uh this was I think it was uh in the pitch and the pitch episode. Yeah. Uh we briefly talked about like the Usha and like the like martial arts world. Um well, and I think this not is that like the, the dummies first at home one.
0: would know. So Yeah,
1: yeah, obviously. Um <laughs> uh, but we talked we talked briefly about that. Um but it, essentially it's it's shit it's uh said in this like kind of vague it's like chinese korean maybe a little japanese yeah feudal
0: feudal asian era yeah yeah
1: where you have like these martial arts sects, uh cults uh you know empires and then there's like these tribes and then you just like you know everybody's like uh good or bad and uh they all have their super special moves and stuff like that just to Um, clarify
0: that is sects like s-e-c-t-s just
1: I don't know, man. In the more, more recent episode, uh, in the more recent chapter, it might, it might, they might have some very
0: ooh special spoilers. All right. Anyway,
1: um, so in in the pitch, you mentioned, you know, you haven't really dabbled in that, so I yeah. guess this is technically your first one of this kind. And also several um, seconds ago. Yeah. Um. How, how do
0: you do? You like this kind of genre? Is it is it your style? Um. I mean, it's it's. It's just another, you know, comic series. You know, I do there are things that I like more about this format and things that I maybe don't like as much. Uh but we can get we'll, we'll we'll probably touch on that a little later in the episode. Um to start, uh we can go over just a general overview of what this series is. Uh Yuan briefly touched upon what the world is about. It's this kind of vague mishmash of uh, feudal asian eras basically um i think it leans a lot on feudal japan uh, there's definitely a lot of things to recognize in that if i'm not mistaken i'm not you know super well versed in it but it rang most japanese to me i want to say you're wrong but i'm also don't care enough to correct <laughs> great Well, dummies at home, feel free to correct us uh, if ever. Um, And yeah, this is the story of uh, the Venom Dragon or his real name is Jagang Jin, I think. And I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, which I surely am. And this is uh, the story of how he uh, loses everything as a young child and then uh, grows to become an Asura or an Asura uh, which is a Pseudo divine being with a singular objective, and his objective is revenge on the people who wronged him and his. Um, in this world that is vaguely Asian, <laughs> um, like you once said, it's divided into many provinces, and these provinces are run by different sects, sectus, and uh, <laughs> all of these uh, clans. I'll call them because I think that'll be way easier. <laughs> Uh, all of these clans have their own hierarchy, and it's quite uh, it's quite complex. It's it's there's a lot of world building in here, and uh, each of these clans have their own specialty, whether it be medicine or poison or pure martial arts or a specific martial art technique.
1: Yeah, you'll have like you know some clans that are like dedicate themselves to the sword, other clans that dedicate themselves to spears and then like for our our purposes our main character is from the clan of medicine but it kind of like vaguely touches into the realms of poison too
0: yes exactly well i think that's a big role that's a big element in the story right that medicine and poison are pretty close they're like two sides of the same coin right because too much medicine is poison and vice versa um. So Yuan, uh, I mean, you you're the one who introduced me to this uh, series initially. Uh, so I never really got to ask for your opinion. But what do you think of the story so far? Because uh, the series is not over yet. It is still ongoing. I think it's eighty six chapters deep, but they're sizable chapters. So, so I'll be honest. This is
1: this is not the best storytelling ever, but. I feel like it does because I like to look at stories both from a micro and a macro perspective, and like on the macro level it's it's just all right, but I feel like on the micro, the thing that keeps me coming back every week is is just like the insanity that uh another uh contrasting character in uh Ryo, I believe is his name the the main <laughs> yeah. villain yeah, I think that he his his maniacal plans are like on such a a bizarrely weird like a bizarrely entertaining level that just b- keeps bringing me back to reading and like i i do think there's like a juxtaposition with our main character That like is like this innocent well he, he's murdered millions of people but he's he's innocent in some sense <laughs> and it's such a fun contrast that i really love uh you know the the two sides of the same coin of of these uh these characters um, in general, in terms of these these martial arts uh, stories, one thing that you'll find if you read more and more of the like this genre is that there's always these reoccurring names. Uh, it's a it's a living and breathing world in a world in a in a way. It's almost like you know in those like uh, DC or Marvel comics, you have like a, a big world, but you have like oh you can have your Spider-Man comics in New York, but you can also have your Daredevil comics in New York. It's a like a loosely connected universe kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So the funnest thing is that it actually took me. It, it I actually found out that like my my mother's favorite genre is actually like this this uh like martial arts genre because she loves like uh it, it like obviously we we look at it you know for the fighting and like sometimes for for like uh, the 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 action and stuff like that. But you know she, there's also like these side stories that are, are really fun for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there's like these. Oh, uh, Romeo and Juliet types, you know, two, two lovebirds in different cults, not cults, clans and like, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's like it's just a, a foundation that just keeps growing and growing. So you, you always find these reoccurring names and it's really fun. Uh, yeah. Like we focus here on the medical sect and like the poison sect. In another story that's a martial arts story, like it's set, it's set maybe like 100 years before, 100 years after. And they're like just like this afterthought.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's like a cog in the wheel kind of thing.
1: Yes, I think that's really fun. Um, obviously, there was a few names that I I recognize. Just them saying like you know passing through. Okay. Uh, that, that you know that that kind of thing really makes it feel like you're you're you know you're in deeper than, than most.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the format. Well, I I and manga kind of has this too, because you know slice of life is such a popular genre, and it kind of plays into that what you're talking about. Uh, it's it's very easy to consume and. Of course, when it engages the reader the reader and almost rewards them for having read other content related to this, I think that's a very uh, smart tactic uh, to engage readers and keep them invested in your stories. It's kind of like a, a soap opera in a way. Yeah, in some sense it is a soap opera. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, as for the story itself, after having read it, uh, I think you pretty much said all there is to it. It's definitely... Uh, doesn't stand out as a story. I think it's very in line with your traditional, you know, revenge stories, uh, general action series. Uh, yeah. Though, so, and we'll talk about the characters in a minute. Um, I was very interested in these characters, uh, and their motivations and their objectives every and everything. Although I will say that as the series went on, uh, or as it goes on. Uh, I find myself liking where the story's going less and less, if that makes sense. Because I very much, without spoiling too much, I very much enjoyed the beginning of this story uh, when he starts to put his plans for revenge into action, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. And now it's kind of slowed down and his uh, his motives are are shifting as he grows older and more mature. And there's nothing wrong with that um because i still i still think it's enjoyable but it's uh it's taking a turn that i don't personally like as much but i'm still enjoying it you know it's 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 very easy to watch like i said it's a soap opera you know it's very easy to blitz through a few chapters and and just enjoy what you're reading kind of turn your brain off a little bit if the story isn't anything spectacular
1: I think that's fair. Uh I do think the early few you know the early few chunks. Mm-hmm. Uh that was actually kind of riveting, man. Dude. Uh you know, Same. it was like it was like oh damn, you know, you feel for him, you definitely feel like why, you know, sometimes some revenge stories they don't set up like you know the stakes. Like mm-hmm. it's not really an eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. Uh sometimes they go too far or the other around like the The revenge isn't like grand enough. I feel like this is at least in line. You know, at least <clears throat> the revenge that he's seeking is uh, uh, equivalent or or more than the su- the pains he suffered. Yeah. Um. And it's weird because it, it also has that um. What's that other series? Uh. uh what's that Viking story?
0: Of uh, uh, Vinland Saga.
1: Yeah, Vinland It also has, like, that Vinland Saga feel where as the character got older, mm-hmm. you definitely feel his perspective shift a little bit. Yes. And, you know, it, it's hard to say because in some sense, if if I comp- I treat this completely as just a revenge story, that, that definitely is a hindrance. But, like, if we try to see it as more of an overarching story, it, it can't not be good, right, to have your character be more fleshed out in it and stuff like that? Mm-hmm.
0: I, I I agree with that. I, I see what you're saying. It's it's kind of got, like, a Monte Cristo vibe, you know? Because the first book is mm. entirely about him getting his revenge, but in the second book... Uh, spoilers for the Count of Monte Cristo, I guess. It's, like, <laughs> freaking 100 years old. but uh, yeah. And the second book, it, it shows how his perspectives begin to change as he enacts his plans, right? Yeah. Uh, and, like, even in the Monte Cristo, like, the ones who
1: did what I think is, like, the worst harm to him didn't necessarily... Suffer the
0: worst punishments, which yeah. is how far he actually changes. Exactly, I, you're you're totally right. And you know, sometimes it would be more gratifying to see that justice enacted. But at the end of the day, that's not the story that's trying to be told. Um, and there are stories out there where you do get to see that. So you know, different strokes for different folks. It could it could have gone either way. Uh, I I would like to get a little more into. The things that I maybe didn't like as much, but we'll keep the spoilers for later in the episode. How's that sound? That's good. Uh, one thing that may, yeah, I don't know how you,
1: you're you're thinking on this, but you're a big fan of power systems. Oh man! <laughs> did, did
0: you like the power systems here? You know, um, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it visually. Uh, every single power that we see is like a spectacle, and. You know, props to the artist because this this series looks gorgeous a lot, like most of the time, yep. if like I'm talking like ninety eight percent of the time like this this shit looks really good um although um it it it's it's not even that I didn't like the power system, it just almost seemed unnecessary to me because I'll have to save it for the spoiler section, but it. it I'll just keep it at that for now. It didn't really seem necessary to include this power system. It could have been dumbed way the fuck down and been way less of a spectacle. Or at least, like, the the more, um, you know, the more, uh, how do I say it? The more grandiose powers, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you uh, think about it? So I think it also,
1: this is, the power system in this series is not kind to those who hasn't really touched other martial arts uh, things. I agree, because it with kind that. of builds on a foundation with that. Yes, like I, if Max were here, he's read some others, like stuff like cultivation pills, um, energy transfer, uh, you know, secret books and stuff like that are all like commonplace, mm-hmm. uh, in, in at least in martial arts, uh, these series. So if uh, so it kind of just like it's like when people. Start a new RPG game, but it's built on like a D and D campaign. Like, if you don't yeah. even know your D and D thing, how are you are how are you gonna like do that extra jump? Yeah. So in the same sense, it's like working backwards. Uh, this one is just like, like in the you're like wondering, oh, what's the difference between this stat and this stat over here? It's also like it kind of st- skips a few steps in explaining. It just assumes that you know exactly. And In that sense, I can definitely see that this is a little confusing. Yeah. It also doesn't necessarily help that his power specifically is like poison, and you're like, "This poison kills, and then this poison mega kills <laughs> and then this poison
0: giga kills and like like, like I mean yes, but but really? Mm-hmm. Well, um, well, that's the thing you like you said it, um it's definitely if it's definitely something familiar that will be familiar to you if you've uh, consumed this type of media before but it does not waste time explaining to you how it works you you said it so anyway we could get more into it later in the episode uh let's talk about the uh, the characters uh because for the most part I've I've enjoyed uh, this I think this is the first time that I could say I've enjoyed all of these characters a lot of them you know they're not That's trying to rewrite cool. the, the they're not trying to rewrite the game here uh, a lot of characters uh like none of these characters are exceptionally new or original uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to other stories but they're all fairly interesting characters and especially you know who you were talking about Magdio I think he's the best character in the story so far because yeah, he's just so by far. Yeah, it, it's literally like you said. He's just so entertainingly insane, and you he always keeps you guessing, and he betrays what you think are his motives because he has even bigger plans in his mind that you can't even understand or predict what 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 they are. So, so, uh so yeah, uh that's that's my take, and we could go down the list of these characters, but. We could start with Ryo if you'd like, because... Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Ryo has, like, this perverted obsession
1: with uh, our main character. Not even, like... Just because he... Ryo is also living his own revenge story, but, like... he's <laughs> so true. He's so clearly in the wrong, but he doesn't realize it. That's what is... It's just so fun. So it's, like, two, two like, parallel revenge stories, like, crisscrossing
0: each other the entire time. The thing is, is that I think the thing is, is that he knows he's in the wrong. I think like he knows that he's Mm bad shit. He's he's stated multiple times throughout the story that like he's lost his freaking mind, you know, like he's obsessed with the idea of getting the ultimate revenge. Yeah, the perfect revenge. Exactly. And he does not care what he has to do to do it. And he knows he's fucked up in the head now because of it. But he's embraced it, you know. It's almost like a yeah, go ahead. It's also so weird. It's also like sometimes.
1: He also does that thing where. He. He wants to. Re- so. Our main character. Wants revenge against the system pretty much. Because the system is what really caused everything to go wrong. Exactly. Well, Mario has a revenge against a specific person. But. To Mario. He wants his revenge to be so perfect. And for it to be perfect. He needs to hurt. Our main character. At like the, At his peak pretty much. So he's also helping him you know, sometimes helping, sometimes hurting uh helping our main character to try and achieve that goal of of taking down the
0: system all while he's playing the system. So <laughs> he's he's it's just like this he's he's a thousand IQ for sure, dude. He's freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah, and um the way sometimes he
1: he does things is like both erratic but also like calculated and like uh Honestly, half the time, I'm surprised they didn't draw him with, like, a boner while thinking of a, of, a, of a plan.
0: Oh, my God. He's literally the Joker, dude. He's, like, hyper insanity to the point where it's genius what he does. Yeah. And it, it's...
1: haven't seen a character like this in so long. In, in, I mean, without directly, you know, ripping off the Joker. I haven't seen anything like this in, in such a long time. It's
0: fresh. It's fresh. Uh, and you said, it, you said it moments ago, like, as... as quote unquote uninteresting as the story is getting because I don't think it's uninteresting I just don't think uh it's it's as good as it was um I definitely want to keep reading uh because of man because of Mangrio. he's a very big reason he's just so entertaining to to watch um and uh and seeing how he juxtaposes our main character the venom dragon is always fun to see and and uh, and that takes me to want to talk about our main character because, um, I don't—he's definitely not as interesting, or he doesn't stand out as much as Mangrio does. But I think he does a very good job of being the main character. You know, we yeah, see—he's—he's
1: he's definitely interesting. Um, he has—he uh, has because he, hes also like—I mean—I mentioned this in the pitch that never existed. Hmm. Um, but he's—he's he's definitely socially a little inept. Just because of uh, the circumstances. Uh, but he, he, he tries his best to distinguish between good and evil. Yeah. And even though he does go around, you know, murdering mil not millions, because, uh, you know, hundreds of people, uh, he definitely doesn't go out of his way to just use violence for the sake of violence. Yeah. And even though he is boring, I, part of it feels like it has to be in contrast to Mario. Like, would Mario be would Mario be
0: entertaining if if uh... if you didn't have the main character to compare him to yeah i totally agree with you i, I think it's on purpose because and, and the other thing is is i don't really think he's that boring he's just your your you know your standard stoic main character and it's funny that you brought up vinland saga because these main characters are uh, torfin and uh gin mm-hmm. J- uh, i'll call him or the venom dragon um, they share a lot of similarities in their stories, kind of way, like you said. Yeah. Except in Vinland Saga, Torfinn kind of goes nuts and super vengeful and rageful immediately. Whereas mm-hmm. in this, you definitely see how uh the Venom Dragon got to where he is. You know what I mean? Like you're right. He, he went uh... through some shit.
1: I do think also in Vinland Saga the way that they it, it was they show like the middle part then the beginning part then you know the latter part mm-hmm. in in Poison Dragon they do the beginning part you know like the actual chronological order so you have a better understanding exactly uh I also feel that you know in um the way that Thorfinn raged was more outright like it's more of a exterior kind of rage mm-hmm. for for Jin here he has a more of like a pent-up kind of anger like yeah. he kind of just blows up when it when he needs to
0: yeah and you know what that's actually a super interesting side of his character because you could tell from the beginning that he's not he's not a violent person so every time yeah. he he has to commit some some sh- like a commit to something that he has to do and maybe he doesn't want to do because of the repercussions like he has that inner dialogue with himself, like these—these these are the people that wronged you—and oh, no, and he hypes himself up to the point where finally the rage takes a hold of him, and then he goes through with his crazy plan. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, it's
1: not that's not a one to one, but it's kind of like Bruce Banner trying to hold himself back for a little bit. I can and see then, that like, when he goes, yeah, it just Hulk's out and uh, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to get into the spoiler bit. So I guess that uh, we should just like give a, a quick roundup of at least, you know, without spoiling anything so far.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, what's uh, I your, mean, what's your quick thoughts? Well, before we do that, are there any, there aren't really any other major characters other than the, uh, the, the maiden, but she's more of a supporting role too.
1: Yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes,
0: if Monreal can't sell you, you're not going to like the series. You know what? You're absolutely right. Because this is a story about the two of them at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we can move on to the spoiler section here. So spoiler alert for you dummies at home: go read it. It's like eighty-six chapters. Come back here. We timestamp before it we you. before we go into the spoiler section. Yeah, uh,
1: if we had to give a number up till now, we're at right around 80 something chapters.
0: What out of fifty like we usually do, or yeah, out of fifty? Cause why the fuck not? I'd give it like a thirty-five. That's fair. I, I give it like a 37 just cuz I
1: understand a little more yeah. of the context.
0: I I can respect that. It's 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 a good series. Uh I'm definitely glad that uh, you 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 put me onto it. It's uh it's a fun read. It's not super long. If you're a fast reader, you could probably clear it in a day. Um and you know, it's just it's 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 just good fun, I think. Yep. Uh definitely. So what about you? With
1: that uh, you know, I, I think 37, oh, yeah, is, 37 is about right. Sorry. I mean, my ideas are roughly the same. It's not the best story. But, you know, there's doesn't need to be the best story. You know, as long as there's one or two things about a series that I come back and look for, uh, that's just enough. And um, at least everything else is serviceable. The art is good. Um, so good, dude. Yeah, the art is good. You know, the characters are are okay. And I don't know. At least I'm still I'm, I'm optimistic of the way it's going. Um, you know, maybe one day you'll find happiness. Or, you know what, maybe one day in real we'll find happiness.
0: <laughs>
1: Either way, one of them's gonna die, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: 100%. Yeah. Alright. So, moving on to the spoiler sections here. Uh, we could go back to the power system we were talking about. Yep. Um, And like I was saying, and you could feel free to jump on here and agree or disagree with me, but I feel like like I said, the power system was kind of unnecessary here because at the beginning of the story and you know, for a good chunk of it, the key or the Chi QI Q-Q-I would be pronounced Chi, yeah. right? Yeah. The Chi the techniques um, in this story at the beginning anyway, are quite basic. Um, yeah. at, at the yeah. beginning of the story, when, <laughs> at the beginning of the story, when the freaking like slaver boss is from the poison sect is taking them to the mines and, he, and the the people try to gang up on him and he turns around and like throws a sword slash and it's a like Gatsuga Tensho or whatever. I was, like, I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck? What is happening right now?" Um so it's def- it was definitely jarring to see that happen. But then it goes away cuz then it doesn't happen again until way later until like after the Venom Dragon uses like science or his medicine techniques that he learned from all these people um yeah which makes the series way more grounded and way more immersive in my mind because he learned those basics medi- those basic meditation techniques and like how to infuse some chi in a needle to throw it harder and how to do like an open palm thrust that's like super basic that wouldn't be out of the realm of 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 pseudo realism in this world but now it's like it's like thunderstorm and fucking you know what i mean yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. Um,
1: it does do a, a weird jump from, you know, from kind of basic stuff. I mean, it's definitely 100% like Naruto, where you, it starts out throwing shurikens, and at the end of the day, you're throwing mountains and stuff. Yeah. Um I, I, thing is, though, it's not... Within the realms of a martial arts story, it's not. It's still not outside of it, though. Like, uh, as long as you think of it as, like, they're not actually summoning so spirits when they do like this oh super frog explosion attack, you know, mm-hmm. if you think of it just like an overrepresentation of them doing a cool move. yeah, it's like a visual aid then uh, it's not too bad um but yeah, i I mean, obviously like flying sword slashes you know it's, that's hard to explain, mm-hmm. um but you know
0: it's it, totally it's, like i i I don't like the series less for it. I just feel. Like when, when the plans were more thought out because this wasn't an ability that was available to our main character, it was way more intense. Like he had to plan for weeks, like in the first, in the first sect that he kills, like he brings out that red smoke and then they come up and they're like, you idiot, we use this all the time. But he's like, that's why I infused it with the thing that counters the remedy. And it's like, oh shit, like you have to think of this and he's not a good fighter even now. Yeah. So like he was just holding people off, and then he gives off the illusion that he's kicking everyone's ass, but it's just because their senses are finally getting messed up by the poison. And I thought that was way more interesting than what it is now, because like you said, now it's just fucking it's Naruto Super Saiyan Spear Bombs, like it's okay. To be fair,
1: we haven't seen him do that just yet. It's it true. feels like it's everybody around him that does it, and um, like at the even, uh, I don't think uh. He hasn't done. He has done things using it, but it's definitely not the level that we're we're, that's unbelievable
0: just yet. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. Because to the story's credit, when this, when these, you know, quote unquote, overpowered techniques show up, the person who uses it wins, and it makes sense that they'd win because there's the they're these super established sect leaders or lords Mm -hmm. of the of the land. And all that shit. And that, that I can give props to the author for that. Because it doesn't sound too outlandish when the Venom Dragon, who's kind of an amateur, uses his brain to beat these. And even then, he right. doesn't always beat them. Yeah. And even when he beats them, it's usually like. He
1: doesn't, he's like barely have enough strength to like run away. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But now that we're, now that we just boarded this topic, I actually wanted to ask you, because this is. The kind of problem that I had with where this series went is that mm-hmm. uh, starting from the Poison Valley sect, you know, when he sets the poison up on the roof, sure. which was super fucking awesome, by the way. Yeah, that was that was dope. That was the biggest brain shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, what do you think of our main character after that point? Because it seems that after that point, every time he goes up against an enemy... He does some cool shit, you know, worthy of his title of, you know, Venom Dragon. But then near the end, he just, he seems to always cop the L until somebody comes in to save his ass. But he still gets the credit for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get
1: that. But it's, you know, I mean, you could be like a doctor and like just barely pass all your classes. And as long as you do, you're still a doctor, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you're you're legally allowed to to provide medical service. I mean that's essentially the same thing. Like he just because he has the title doesn't mean that he's necessarily on par. And for the most part, I think part of it was also just Mangrio trying to like increase his, the rep of of uh our main character. I definitely I th- saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh it, it's kind of two faced. Like um, and for the most part, yeah, if you think about it, he himself doesn't want his name to be out there. So. It's it's more
0: of a it's really just you know Mario doing Mario things. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. It's it was just that in my mind, like, where at the beginning of the story, he's he seemed way more calculated and he definitely didn't take as many hits as he does now. And obviously, it makes sense because he's fighting stronger people. But now yeah, it's like numbers, better fighters. Yeah, peace. but now it's just like every time he fights, he he almost dies, and it's like I get that. He, I get that Mangrio is playing a role in bloating his reputation. And, you know, he is doing some shit that, that is pretty spectacular. But at the same time, it kind of cheapens his character, in my opinion, a little bit. Because he's Do not actually think... doing that cool, this super cool shit anymore against these big people. He's just like, he's getting one cheap hit off, quote unquote. And then, then oh shit, they've been a dragon! You know? Right, right. Do you think that he's becoming,
1: and I have, because this, like, now that I've said it, Vinland Song actually has, like, a lot of parallels. Yes. You know, there was a while where Thorfinn was, like, just popping off, like, nonstop, get putting me in anywhere, any fight, anytime. Do you think it's kind of like that, where he's he's beca- starting to become either desperate or um, starting to become, you know, just, you know, revenge is a path of destruction. Like, he's, he's almost blinding himself to the stuff around him and, like, well almost going too far or, or too hasty.
0: I, I I don't think it's the same. There are definitely parallels to be drawn there. But like I said, I think Torfin and Jin are are different people at their cores. Because like I said, Torfin like immediately jumped into the rage and, and like you said, he's just a beast. He's like, put me anywhere, I'll do it. I just need my rematch against you so I can kill you. But Jin, on the other hand, he's just like, this is for a greater purpose. Like, I'm doing this because I'm shouldering the burden of the 300 people that died. And I'm the yeah, only one that survived. And everybody in the mine. Yeah, he's like, I'm the legacy, I have to do this. It's more like a, a sense of duty. Mm, but now yeah. in the latest chapters, um, he finds out that uh, if if he's just carrying out revenge for the sake of revenge, then he's no better than a beast. So now he's carrying out revenge, not only for the people that have died and the people that he's lost, but the people that are still alive that he can protect. And I mm-hmm. thought that was a very cool moment that was earned because it was a very slow burn that we see throughout the chapters. Yeah, definitely was slow. Yeah. Um, so I think in that difference, difference, I think the Venom Dragon is kind of the stronger character in my mind. And, and you know what? I love Torf in Envinland Saga, and I like that he's become this super you know pacifist, politician but it, for, in the Venom Dragon's case he still is capable of tapping into that rage despite the fact that he understands all these things now that's true Um. also I think uh, I don't know at least
1: since what you're talking about I think he might go back to being a little more calculated mm-hmm. because to me for a while he felt truly alone and he's like, you know, if I die, nobody cares. But like now it feels like just the way the story has gone, he, he probably will put a little bit more thought into his further actions. And I think he said it too. Like he's, he's definitely becoming not necessarily more devious, but like more calculating than, uh, than that, that peak of,
0: of rage that he had earlier on. You know what? Uh, I think you're absolutely right. And where they are right now, like, they're in the middle of this arc, but it's been stated throughout this arc that he's begun some intensive training to become a more competent uh, fighter and, uh, you know, martial artist or whatever so that he can compete with these people. Um, And, and uh, he said it himself, like, he's like, I can't just get by on luck anymore. And I think what you just said plays into that because before he didn't really have anybody to fight for except for himself and his legacy. But now... You know the shit that he does affects the people around him who are still alive, so he has to be more careful. So I agree with you there, hundred percent. All right. Um, do you have I anything? Mean, uh, do you have anything like a like a, a little special something that you liked or didn't like? I think one the, the moment
1: that flipped in my brain where like Mon Rio went from like a you know like a b plus villain to like an a villain mm. like an a class villain was when uh so he sent out this guy and he convinced him to chase down the poison dragon the, like the poison dragon like beats him but it's been a while since i've read it so i don't are know you... if the timeline's correct are you talking about the and... silent dragon of the guy with the maybe tail? yeah yeah and then like he's on the ground he's like oh i gotta tell my father that you know the venom dragon ain't that bad and then Mario comes out. I was like, nope, can't have you do that. <laughs> oh my god, yes.
0: Yeah. I, I think,
1: thought that was fantastic.
0: That was some fucking... That is some twisted shit, right? there. like, oh, the poison's too strong. The Venom Dragon killed him. But he's like the one choking him out and shit. Yeah. 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 I, 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 it was around that that time that I also had this realization. I think it was when he was telling the Poison Valley sect leader, like, the cripples headed for this place, but secretly he knew... That, yeah. that he was going somewhere else but he just wanted him to get stronger so he'd have a chance to kill the rest of the poison sect. I was yeah. like this fucker's crazy and I'm here for it. <laughs>
1: yeah, 100%. Um but the yeah, that for me was like, "Oh, wow, you are you are
0: something special." Honestly, Magrio is he's a very cool character. I like him a lot. Uh and I also <laughs> I like that it's we finally got an explanation for it, but like he was seemingly super fucking powerful uh in after the the little time skip that they have whereas before he was just a dude and it's like yo what the fuck is going on but then you finally find out in the recent chapters that it's because he's using a technique that he used on the venom dragon and like that was planted many chapters ago so the fact that there's this payoff i thought that was super cool he's a very tightly written character i like him a lot
1: yeah, a lot about him is really neat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, he also... Sh- I mean, he, he goes so far into his goal that he, like, even modifies his body, I think. I think he has,
0: like, a prosthetic something. He had... Well, because Jin caused him to lose one leg, yeah. but he purposefully so he like, cut off his other <laughs> leg. I know, that's so fucking that's, insane. That is metal as fuck. Oh, man. I I definitely... <laughs> it's, like... The dumbest of tiniest of nitpicks. And I'm so sorry because when I tell you this, you won't be able to unsee it. And I'm sorry to you dummies at home. And you want feel free to bleep this out if you think this is too evil of me. Okay. But it's like we said, the art, gorgeous. Uh I think it's very cool to look at. I think the format of the super long page allows the artist to do this super cool shit. Uh, But the artist has a tendency to draw the character's eyes, at least the irises, a little too close to the nose, in my opinion. And it looks like the characters are cross-eyed whenever they're looking straight. And I need you to go back and confirm this for me. Maybe not on the podcast right now, but I noticed that shit. and (laughs) Like super early on too, because I mean, as an artist, it's just something that I'm aware of. You know, when something's off in the anatomy, like the the arm's too short, the nose is low on the face, whatever it is, like I've just learned to pick up on these things. So I saw that super early, and whenever the characters aren't you know being super menacing, so their faces are black and their eyes are glowing or whatever, like I just look at their eyes and I'm like, "Why are you cross-eyed bro?"
1: <laughs> I've never noticed that. So. Oh, I'm so Holy. sorry.
0: I'm so sorry. I mean, but, I'm
1: sure it must have happened
0: like a few times that were obvious, or maybe the the other times were less obvious. It's I don't know. so not obvious, though. That's the thing. It's just something I noticed because in any other position that the eyes are put in, they, it looks great. Like if he's looking off, if the characters are looking off to the side, it looks totally fine. It looks so good, but <laughs> when they're looking straight at the camera or the panel or, or the or you, I I just noticed it and it's bothered me the whole series. Hmm. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, but that's not even like a nitpick. That's just something I thought that was really funny.
1: I mean, I, I don't know what to say, man. I, I didn't even think that was. I didn't even
0: think that was possible. But
1: okay. <laughs> you know
0: what? Next chapter. Th- did you read chapter eighty-six? I don't know when. Yeah. It came.
1: Well, I mean, for chapter eighty-six, I definitely was not focusing
0: on our main character's eyes. True. <laughs> Well, anyway, next time the chapter comes out, pay attention to the eyes, okay? And let me know if you see okay. it or if I'm just on a fucking acid trip. Or Yeah, I mean, it could be both. It could be. It could be.
1: All oh. right. So, uh, I mean, is there,
0: is the, did you hit everything that
1: you want to say in terms of negatives?
0: Or is there anything else? I don't have a lot of negatives. I came in here with, like, zero expectations, and uh, I, was, I enjoyed it. You know, despite um, its despite its minor flaws, like like the lack of explanation to the powers or whatever it is, the the you know slightly unoriginal premise and stories and all that, I think there's a lot to like about the show. So yeah, for sure. Um, I
1: don't know. We'll see. You know, I'm I i can not wait to see more of Mario uh i mean he like every chapter feels like he has something plotting already and you're just
0: wondering what the build-up is i agree and you know what there is one more thing i want to close on um and i don't i don't remember if i said it in the episode or just before the episode started but when i started reading it i saw that there were 85 chapters and i thought that that was the whole story and i was very content with that because i like a very i like a short-ish contained story Especially of this kind, because when stuff like this tends to drag, it's the same as mysteries. And in this case, it's because it's, a, it's like technically the whole story so far has just been a flashback. Because in the uh, first chapter, the uh, leader's yeah, like yeah. doing his little flag plan and the Venom dragon shows up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So I think it's, it's kind of a risky game to have stories like this drag on for too long. Because eventually the reader realizes like there's the tension kind of goes away because you're like, well, obviously he survives this shit. He's there at the beginning of the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's something dangerous that that the author is going to have to be careful for. But I think it's getting to the point in the story now where we're definitely reaching the climax very soon. So I think. Yeah. so, I'm not too worried about that.
1: All right, great. I mean, as an impromptu review, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we, I think we tackled just about everything that we could have. Everything that um, was important to us, anyway. Yeah, for sure. So, with that, that brings us to an end for Poison Dragon, Legend of Anasura. Not the best or easiest name to remember, but it is a name.
0: I'm sure it's better in its native language. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Um. Uh, yeah so vj you could go ahead and try and pronounce it i don't even know what it is like phonetically so i i will not try it all right fantastic uh, (laughs) thank you dummies for listening as always be sure to check out our youtube manga for dummies channel spotify is right here let us know what you think of the content we've been you know Despite despite what we said at the beginning of the year and despite what it looks like now, we are trying to put out more content. It's just scheduling. Yeah. Scheduling is yeah. a big problem. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's not. You know, life happens. Saw
1: Man coming soon. Promise. Yep. Pinky promise. Next week
0: at the latest. Oh Lord, no, no, you don't give timelines. <laughs> it's okay. We didn't date the episode. We're good. Oh, that's true. Yeah, okay. Alright, dummies at home. Well, thanks again for tuning in. That's uh VJ and Yuan having a fishgasm. Oh, also, our YouTube channel
1: is just about to hit a hundred subscribers. Dude. So you could be the hundredth.
0: Or a hundredth and one. I don't know what it'll be. Nope. Oh, well, now you just dated the fucking episode, Yuan. God damn it. <laughs> Well, I don't know, maybe
1: five years from now, we're still at 99. True, true. Yeah. All right. right. Okay, hope you guys enjoyed.